Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number 18. Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, so glad you're here for this week's episode, which is what I would call one of those episodes that fits nicely into the midlife hilarity category. That is one of the topics that I told you guys I'd be speaking about, and today is one of those. Midlife hilarity is topic. It's a topic that's common for women in the middle, but it has a funny element to it somehow. (laughs) Not everybody agrees the extent to which that it's funny, but you know what I mean. So this week's episode is all about what's going on on your chinny chin chin and what you choose to do about it. And what I think is the most important question about the whole thing is why. Why you're doing what you're doing or why you're not doing what you're doing. You guessed it, we're talking about the increasing popularity of black whiskers on your face, they're becoming so popular, and your love for your tweezers. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. But before we dive into this extremely riveting topic, I want to announce another winner of a free hour of coaching. As you may recall, to be entered into the draw to win free coaching, all you have to do is submit an iTunes review for this podcast, Women in the Middle. Our winner today is Finder Not Keeper, and she writes, A wonderful voice. I can hear the smile in it. And lots of very good actionable advice about how to grab life by the horns regardless of age. Susie is right, too, about the importance of finding a passion project. We have to think back to our childhoods and to the way we played, because at our core, we have changed very little. So, finder not keeper, I couldn't agree more. Thanks so much for such a beautiful review. I really appreciate it. And of course, I appreciate all of you listeners out there. We women in the middle have to stick together. That is for sure. So send me an email at Susie at women in the middle podcast.com and I will send you a link for you to book your free session. To make sure I can contact you guys after you submit your review, make sure to send me a quick email, just a little note that you submitted for the draw. And that way I can contact you by email to tell you that you've won as well and not just announce it here on the podcast. Okay, let's dive into this week's topic, chin hair, tweezers, and you. And ladies, I have to be honest, I'm in menopause and having a midlife love affair with my tweezers. I can't imagine going a day without them, without holding them in my hand, without being so grateful that we know each other so intimately. I just love having them. I love having several pairs. I love deciding which tip that I like the best, the pointy ones, the slanted ones, or the straight ones. I love having them in different locations just in case I need them. Such an inexpensive security blanket. Really, right? I love that reality show Survivor. Do you guys watch Survivor? I've watched it since the very beginning. And I always think to myself, what are those women doing out there without their tweezers? I just couldn't imagine it. You get to pick one luxury item. And there's not a question in my mind that if I went on that show, I would have to bring my tweezers. I just couldn't imagine being anywhere without them. I need them. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but my tweezers know my deepest, darkest, 
secrets. And I know you know the plethora of physical changes that go along with midlife and menopause. From what I understand, and I'm not an expert, but unwanted facial hair can be different for every woman. From a few hairs on the chin to some hair growth on the upper lip to an actual beard-like action going on, like way more hair down there on the, you know, your chin and just under your chin, the goatee area, all of that. And the reason is because menopause can be associated with facial hair is because of hormones, specifically the relationship between estrogen and testosterone. And some medications and certain hormone uh, replacement products can cause some extra facial hair. And as far as I can tell, it looks like somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of us over 50 are dealing with this. Like I did a Google search and I was just looking at the articles that were published and that seems to be what we're dealing with. Now, I have to say that I do really love menopause. Overall, it's been really positive for me. However, the most annoying thing about it is definitely the whole facial hair thing. And seriously, it is getting worse. But sometimes I can't really see the whole picture because my reading glasses are misplaced. So I don't know if you guys have that problem too, but that's where those amazing magnification mirrors come in. Oh my God, what would we do without them? That fine but plentiful peach fuzz hair blanketing my face, that's just one thing. And I had that threaded once and thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. It was so painful. I'm wondering if you guys can relate to that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a wimp, but I just could not take it. So that is not happening ever again. But the real annoying facial hair that I'm talking about is more the black whisker variety. And just, I don't know, give me a break. It's bad enough that they're multiplying, but the fact that they are multiplying when I need reading glasses just adds insult to injury. You would think that if they're black, they would be easy to see. Of course, some of them now are white or maybe they're gray. I don't know. (laughs) But oddly enough, for a reason I don't quite understand, sometimes you have to move the skin around on your face, like, like to flatten it out or to stretch it a little bit, to take a really close look with at least a 10 times magnification mirror, like to find them. Sometimes you can feel them, but you just can't find them. They're tricky little devils. So my question is, who else sees them before I find them? I'm guessing that the whiskers have a much better chance of being seen by others now that I have even more trouble finding them myself, like it's taking me longer sometimes to find them. And this is another great reason to have reading glasses all over the house. And I think at least six pairs, maybe more, are required. I would love to hear back from you guys on this. I really would. How many pairs of reading glasses do you have strewn about? And I don't even have daughters to help me out. At least a daughter would let me know when one of these suckers got out of control. You know, that's what I imagine, that daughters would help a mom out. I have three sons. They wouldn't even notice a stray hair. They don't even notice when I get my hair cut or colored or anything like that. I would have to have something hugely wrong for them to share the information with me, like a big smudge of something on my face or maybe my skirt tucked into my underwear accidentally. And then I'm still not completely sure they would tell me. Well, maybe if the whisker was particularly funny, like a big black one coming out of the top of my nose. I think if that happened, I might hear about it. If they could stop laughing to get the words out. I don't know. I just don't know. (laughs) My husband wouldn't even, he doesn't notice either. Come to think of it, 
Every once in a while, I do find a particularly long hair popping out of the middle of my forehead. It's quite fine, though. It's not a big black whisker or a big gray whisker. It's not coarse. So they wouldn't even notice that. And sometimes it takes me weeks to notice it myself. That's why it has an opportunity to grow so long, right? No one's seen it. I haven't seen it. And I actually think there's a bright side to growing whiskers in menopause, though. And it's all about the thought work to cope with it, right? I mean, everything comes down to the thought work. And if you've gotten one thing out of the Women in the Middle podcast, I think it is probably that. So one thing that makes them a bit easier to find is how coarse they are. So I can feel them. You guys can probably feel the whiskers too, right? Just lovely. Just what I always wanted. Masculine whiskers. I can feel prickly. Just like my mood. (laughs) And this brings me back to mention my most favorite tool in my cosmetic bag. Just one more time. It deserves another mention. I really couldn't live without this special piece of metal. I just love them. And I would say the second most favorite thing has got to be that magnification mirror. So the reason it's the second is that I can't even imagine the frustration if I could see the whiskers and couldn't tweeze them. That would drive me crazy. So that's why they're number two and the tweezers are number one. And I remember when my mom first gave me my first pair of tweezers. Think back and see if you guys can remember when you discovered that you could tweeze things. I was 13 years old, and we were on a big vacation to San Francisco. I don't know why, but she told me my eyebrows were just too bushy and that I needed to tweeze. And that's where my love affair with tweezers started, right at that moment. It also opened up the door to... To my hideous, almost non-existent eyebrows of grade eight. I don't know if you remember back in junior high. It was junior high for me when those really skinny eyebrows were in. And that's what I did. I went from natural bushy eyebrows to something almost non-existent. Oh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. So once you have an amazing pair of tweezers, you have to be careful. It can be really difficult to exercise any self-restraint. So there is something quite odd about the act of tweezing, and I I really want you guys to think about this. It's one of those activities that's somehow annoying and relaxing at the same time. Notice my language. I did not say plucking. I've been corrected. Plucking, apparently, is for feathers. Tweezing is for hairs. Do you guys remember watching Rosie O'Donnell's show in the 90s? And I remember one particularly hilarious episode She noticed a long whisker under her chin. Like it was a long one. And she decided to put a bead on it. (laughs) Yes, a bead. And I know I probably remember this because I also have an addiction to beads. But I remember watching this and I was just in disbelief as the camera zoomed in on this ultimate close up shot of her beaded whisker. And it wasn't just a beaded whisker. Then she proceeded to like swing her head back and forth. So it would it would sway back and forth. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. And I was always so embarrassed by my facial hair, but there was Rosie O'Donnell flaunting and decorating hers with pride. I was uncomfortable watching it, but I have to say I, I squirmed with delight and I never forgot it. And that's because I really don't feel good about any of it personally. I'm quite embarrassed by it. I don't know. There might even be a little bit of shame. I'm wondering if you can relate to this. It's so interesting. Clients tell me the same thing. They're fascinated with why they don't take more massive action about something that makes them feel terrible. And I'm sure you'll agree that this fascinating tidbit is a common question for all of us, from unwanted hair to unwanted weight to lack of exercise, 
to all kinds of things, actually. Like everything else we talk about here in this podcast, the reason you do anything or don't do something is because of how it makes you feel or how you think it will make you feel. And while we're on the topic of tweezing, I feel compelled to also note here that the dynamic duo of the magnification mirror and the tweezers together is, it's really hard to beat. I mean, who invented that combo? (laughs) It's the best. Nirvana. It's an absolute must for us with reading glasses. So we midlife gals, we need it. We need extra help. So my perfect scenario is 15 minutes of uninterrupted morning bathroom time. That includes a cup of coffee, great lighting, satellite radio streaming into my iPad, my tweezers, and my magnification mirror. So I don't know. It's the simple pleasures in life, I think. I think the other reason that it is just so relaxing in a weird way is because it's private, uninterrupted time. And I don't even have small kids anymore, but when the bathroom door is closed, you do generally have a few minutes to yourself where nobody's going to bug you. So that's one of mine. But now I want to talk to you about the scary calculation of time spent tweezing. So I would say that I spend about 15 minutes every time I sit down to tweeze. I get lost in it. I start to daydream. I come up with some great ideas for my business. I just, I don't know, I get into a zone. And I would also say that I tweeze every day to every other day, probably every other day. So let's just go there for a minute. Let's say it's three times a week, okay? So according to my calculations, that means that I have spent... Okay, let's think about this for a minute. I've been tweezing for decades. I started tweezing when I was 13. I'm 54 now, 54 years young. So I would say that I've been tweezing for about 88 days. That's over 12 weeks of my life spent staring at myself, looking at and for black hairs on my face. Uh, This has got to stop. Like, What a waste of time, right? So what's so fascinating, though, is how the experience has become pleasurable because the need to tweeze isn't pleasant at all. That's really what I'm left with when I think about this whole tweezing thing. This is the other thing, though. As I mentioned, I feel horrible about having whiskers. The problem feels insurmountable sometimes, even though I know that's not true. I've tried lots of treatments and potions to get rid of the problem. I've tried laser. It grew back. The one thing I haven't tried is electrolysis. And based on my research and conversations with my girlfriends, I really think that's what I need to do. It seems like a cruel joke that the whiskers are getting worse in direct correlation with my inability to see them. (laughs) So sometimes you just don't notice how bad certain everyday things can make you feel. Remember that podcast about old worn out underwear? It was episode six. And everybody would agree that wearing an old worn out pair of crappy underwear, no pun intended. You just don't feel good when you're wearing underwear like that. It can make you feel bad. And so can unwanted facial hair. So you wonderful women in the middle, who else is struggling with black whiskers like these? It begs the question, why don't we just get to the bottom of this issue once and for all? Now, I know some of you women in the middle have definitely gotten to the bottom of it. And that's because you have a thought that has helped you solve your problem. But for you women in the middle out there who have not dealt with the problem yet, I can guarantee you that the reason for this is your thinking. 
I know and you know that the answer can always be found somewhere in your thinking. Whenever you have a result in your life that doesn't make you happy or you're not satisfied, all you have to do is take a close look at your thoughts. So what am I thinking that's creating my result of having whiskers on my chinny chin chin? The answer, my friends, is that I'm thinking something that makes me feel unmotivated and confused about what to do. According to all of my personal research, I am a good candidate for electrolysis. Many of my friends have told me this. I have spoken to women who are fair-complected. I'm fair-complected. We have a different issue, it seems, than women who have darker skin. And this is what everybody seems to tell me. So here's where my thinking kicks in. As you know, thoughts create feelings. One thought is, I don't know how I'm going to commit to another regular appointment. That thought really creates resistance for me. I don't know how I'm going to commit to another regular appointment. So there's something about the regularity and the commitment that I am resisting. And another thought is, it's going to be hard not to tweeze when I see something that should be tweezed. Because again, based on my informal research, (laughs) my other women in the middle friends, they tell me that you can't tweeze in between sessions, that you have to let the whiskers grow so that the electrolysis uh, expert can get a handle on them. I don't know what that person's called. Esthetician, I guess. So there they are. There are my thoughts. And I guess a pretty indulgent thought is also kicking around there. And it's quite a simple one. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And this thought can really be a dream squisher and a time waster. So instead of figuring out how to solve this problem, which is not rocket science, I choose to think a thought that makes me feel resistant and results in hours and hours of tweezing a year. What thought would be better for me? Something that made me feel confident and motivated? Probably, right? Something that would help me, you know, believe that I can solve my facial hair problem. Something like this. I'm learning how to make time for this appointment. Or I'm open to the idea that I can resist renegade black whiskers between appointments. Now, these two thoughts create movement forward. So different with just stagnating with the current situation for another 10 years or more. Who knows? So, right? (laughs) Time flies. There you go. What about you? Are you guys out there laughing at me or are you laughing with me? Remember, I'm sitting here in my cedar closet just talking to myself. (laughs) So I always wonder what's happening out there. What have you done to deal with the annoying facial hair thing in menopause? Are you resistant too? Just like any problem, the thought model I teach helps sort out your thinking. Remember, there are facts and thoughts about the facts in every situation. And in this case, it's not the whiskers that make me feel bad. It's my thoughts about the whiskers that cause the problem. That's what makes me feel bad. The circumstance is always neutral. Like I said, an adolescent boy would love to see whiskers on his chin. It's not the whiskers. But my thoughts create embarrassment and a little bit of shame. And I also think that I should have taken care of this by now. That's a thought that doesn't make me feel good and that I'm wasting a lot of time tweezing. Mindfulness can work wonders in all kinds of situations, even about the hair on your chinny chin chin. That's it for this episode. I know this episode was a little different, 
But as a woman in the middle, you owe it to yourself to prioritize the things you really want to do, no matter what it is. It could be your career. It could be travel. It could be relationships with your family. It could be your relationship with yourself. Dealing with unwanted facial hair is an example of self-care. Loving life again is a real option, especially when you take the opportunity to deal with those chin hairs one whisker at a time. Want more help? Why not book a free mini insight session with me? I know that you know that life is short. Maybe it's not about whiskers. Maybe it's something else going on in your life that you're just frustrated with. You're just not happy with the results that you have right now. Hopping on the phone with me is a great way to take the first step to really, truly loving your life and taking a close look how you can do more of the things that you really, really want to do. Just head over to my website at www.susierosenstein.com slash let's chat. Just go there to book your appointment. I can't wait to see your name in my calendar. Thanks so much for listening and have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. you.